Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Who was this wonderful person that was given a fashion show with no fashions? How dreadful. <laughs> so it has to be Sheree. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That was a clip from an early season of The Real Houses of Atlanta, one of the first when Sheree had introduced us to She by Sheree 14-plus years ago. And now in The Real Houses of Atlanta season finale, we got Dwight back. We got a fashion show with some fashion, so I was very happy for Sheree. Although, was anyone else feeling a little disappointed in the Dwight appearance? Because I wanted more. I wanted them to mic him up. We got Apollo confessional, and I was like, why didn't they sit Dwight? down for confessional. I want to hear his thoughts. What's going on with Dwight? Where's he been at? What's he up to? I've seen some posts of his on social media, so I have some sort of idea, but like, I wanted to sit down with him. Why didn't producers mic him up, put him in front of the red light for a confessional like they did back in the day? He didn't even have to be in an official uh, confessional setting. They could have sat him down like they used to, and he could have laid as if he was on a chase lounge, and they could have asked him some questions about what's he been up to? What does he think of all the gals? I was just a little disappointed. And then also, did anyone else feel whiplash at this fashion show? It was like they were showing us all sorts of people. They showed us Peter. They showed us Bob Whitfield. And some of the people, I'm like, I want to know what that person's up to. Like, they got all these married to medicine gals there, and it's like, I want them mic'd up. And then Peter sneaks on the frame to say hello to Kenya, and then he just scurries off. And I'm like, wait a minute, who was that? What's happening with Peter? And then Bob Whitfield, it's like, I get a little appearance from him, and he's not someone I need to see. Some of the others, I'm like, what is happening? I want to know what Quad thinks of this whole thing from Married to Medicine. Which, by the way, again, I say if you're not watching Married to Medicine, you need to watch it. And I love when they have these little crossovers. But ultimately, I, they kept trying to bamboozle us into thinking that this fashion show with no fashions or was going to happen or wasn't going to happen. And then it happened. And they kept remixing that. Dwight, did anyone catch that in the background, the song that was happening this week? It was like they remixed it. Remember back in the early 2010s? When somebody would be on the news, there'd be like a news story, and then somebody would like remix it into a song. <laughs> like, do you remember that used to happen like all the time? Anytime somebody would give like a news soundbite, someone would remix it and uh, make it into music. And it's like, that's what they did with Dwight's old um, fashion show with no fashion things. And oh, did you notice how they do this with the flashbacks? They never show Nini. And I know that they always have this uh, situation with legal stuff. <laughs> And Nini, so they don't show her in flashbacks, but it makes me upset because she's such a history and part of the fabric of this show. And then I'm seeing this Dwight appearance, but we don't have the reaction of Nini laughing from that earlier appearance of Dwight when he says the fashion show with no fashions. Nini was there and she was laughing at that. And so I just wish we would uh, get that. I wish we would get that. We're going to talk about this finale. And then I also have to tell you that I think coming next week, I will have a recap of Selling the OC. So if you haven't watched Selling the OC on Netflix, I'm going to do an episode about it because I have too many thoughts. I loved it. It's the Selling Sunset offshoot or spinoff or whatever. 
I'm super fascinated. It's a, it's a show with all villains. Like everyone on there, it changes every week or every episode. You're like, wait, is that the villain now? Is this the villain now? So everyone needs to watch it. I, I was obsessed with that, truly obsessed. I put it on and I was like, there's no way I'm going to like it as much as Selling Sunset. And Selling Sunset, like, is neither one of them are good shows, but they're fun to watch. I love the house porn of it. I'm super fascinated by these dynamics of these women. And this one is like totally more dramatic, I think, than the other one. Because Selling Sunset, sometimes you're watching, it's like they all just have a problem with Christine. It's like Christine's the villain, but everyone else is just sort of getting along. And on Selling the OC, it's like none of them like It's fascinating. So watch it. I'm going to do a whole episode of it. I think it'll be out maybe next week or coming up soon. But I want to tell you all to watch it so that you could tune into the recap of Selling the OC. So I won't do it now, but I loved it. And it moves really quick. It's like eight episodes or something. And I need more episodes. They're going to have to, I don't know what they're going to have to do, but I get a camera on those people in the Orange County because I need those realtors on my screen again. Anyway, uh, let's talk about Atlanta's finale this season. I can't believe we made it to the end of the season. What do you guys think? Who should we keep around? Who should we get rid of? Do we need more Sonya? I mean, I don't know about Sonya. I would liked her at the beginning, and then she sort of fizzled out by the end. And now I, every time she tries to start something, or she seems like she's in a good place with all the gals. She even went to the CVS. Uh, Kenya's hair care was in the CVS, and she showed up, and she's getting along with her, and she hugged Drew, and so she's getting along with Drew. She went... And hung out with Marlo. So she gets along with everyone. And that's good because she seemingly has a relationship dynamic. But I don't know if I'm really like into her. I don't know if I'm really latching on to her at all. Oh, and then did you see the reunion trailer? It aired at the end of this episode. And uh, there's like this bird theme. They put a bunch of birds on set, which I knew was a risky move. Because remember that one time where a bird flew at Andy? (laughs) I think it was on the Orange County reunion where a bird flew at his head. Uh, and so I was shocked, but they put the birds in cages, so they're going to be at the Real House of Atlanta reunion, seemingly a reference to when the birds were shitting on all over their food in Jamaica. Uh, so that is an interesting motif. And what's fascinating about the upcoming reunion is the seating charts, because normally we look into the seating charts, and usually they have like the two people who are most at odds with each other next to Andy on different sides of the couch, or different couches, and in this Real Housewives Atlanta reunion, we have Kenya, Candy, and it's just a weird setup. But Marlo and who gets the front ones? Marlo and Kenya? I don't know. It just seemed weird. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember looking at him like, huh? Like I did a little Tim Allen home improvement, like, huh? <laughs> like I was confused what's going on with these seating charts. Anyway, so that's going to be oh the main thing that i was confused about was like drew and sonya were next to each other and then in the reunion trailer drew keeps throwing her hair in sonya's face and clearly they don't like each other anymore even though in the finale it seems like they were getting along but at the reunion they're sitting next to each other so what's that about girl anyway we open this week with drew and her mom and then we learn that kenya has got her kenya more hair care in cvs five thousand stores i was so excited for her good for her I'm happy that the hair care is doing really well. And obviously, they're using that footage up against the Sheree fashion show thing to make it look like Sheree just doesn't have it all together. Uh, but it's interesting that it's not taken Kenya that long to get 5,000 stores of CVS. It's taken Sheree upwards of 14, 15 years to get any sort of samples or something that people can buy. And I haven't checked because I watched the episodes a little early, so I haven't checked the website. But allegedly, it's said at the end of this episode that Sheree was going to be available to buy She by Sheree on the website. So I, she finally got into stores, and I'm proud of She by Sheree. 
but I'm concerned. And I wonder what, when people start getting the products, we're going to have to find out how the uh, products ended up because we saw the fashion show, but those samples are going to be like a good quality. Of course, we want the fashion show to look really good, but I want to know like how do the products line up when you get them in the mail? Like, what is the packaging like? We need to do, I need to order some sheet by Shrey because I also want to support it. And she's got the men joggers with the VPL. Or what did they change the name of it? It's called something else. But it shows off the the um, Nick Jonas. <laughs> I don't know why I just referred to a penis as a Nick Jonas, but you get the picture. And so I need to find those uh, VPLs. I need to get some of those, and we're going to get them, and we're going to have to try them out. And all the hot men out there, ladies, if you're married to a hot husband, get them the joggers, okay? Send them out into the wild with the joggers. Do something for the gay community. You know, If you want to support the LGBTQs, just... <laughs> Send out your hot husband. Support the gays by sending out your hot husband and the VPL joggers, because that's what we like to see. Ladies, am I right? Anyway, uh, we also see Sonia and Marlo. They do dinner with the families. Now, Ross is going to help Marlo's nephews, because uh, he's going to help them with uh, changing tires, because he's got that that car business or whatever, which we haven't really landed down on. I know they've mentioned it a few times, but I don't quite understand what Ross's car business is, and I wish we would like find out a little bit more. I'm curious what it is. But I also want to point out that he teaches them how to change the tire and change the oil. And I know I might have mentioned this before, but we need to start teaching that stuff in schools, okay? We need to forget some of this other stuff. I don't fucking care about what is it, Pythagorean theorem, or what's that? Pythagorean? What's that? <laughs> Do you guys know what I'm talking about? That math theorem? Pythagorean. That's not the word. I know that's not the word. What is the word I'm looking for? Pythagorean is the only thing that's coming to mind. Anyway, uh, that theorem. You know that theorem in math where it's like angles and shit like that. Like, we don't use that no more. We don't We need to know that. Okay, so we need to start teaching some of these things that we're going to use in life. Teach me how to change a tire. And I know the argument is that the kids should learn from their parents, but it's like, I just feel like some of the school time could be better suited instead of the Pythagorean theorem. Is that the word? Am I getting it? Maybe I'm. Or those owl pellets. Remember, you used to have to dissect an owl pellet, which is just animal barf. It's like owl barf. How is that helping me? And I'm glad we're, we need to know science. I'm not saying get rid of the science program. I'm just saying maybe like one of those class, one of those weeks could be spent like, let's change the tire. Because then you uh, wind up on the side of the road and you got to call AAA. And if you don't have AAA, hey, you're fucked. You're just fucked. So I just think one week during school. And also, maybe we need to start teaching people the difference between IUD and UTI because Marla didn't know that. She didn't. <laughs> she kept saying, she's like, what? You took out your. Uh, you took out your UTI, and Sonia's like, no, I took out my IUD, because now she's trying to have kids. I'm a little concerned about this, because they didn't seem quite on the same page, and now they're pretending to be on the same page, but I don't actually believe they are on the same page. Does anyone else feel like that's the page we're all on? Because it just seems like it's a shift, a quick shift. She didn't want the kids before. She said to her husband she didn't want another kid. She wasn't sure if she wanted to go through that again. And he was very adamant. And then he, Ross was in the confessional being like, oh, we just started listening to each other. And then I was thinking, well, did you actually listen to her? Or is were you actually listening to each other? Or did she just listen to what you wanted? I'm unclear. We'll have to see how that plays out. Anyway, Marlo's got the kids back, and I am happy that they learned how to change the tire, and Ross seems like a great influence, which is good. 
They, uh, I like Ross, ultimately. Then we cut to uh, Sheree. She's got one week before the fashion show. Rowan is there. Only five pieces had been delivered instead of 20-something pieces. And it was so funny to me because Rowan is like, okay, like, can we do a fashion show with just the five pieces? <laughs> like, I don't think so. Like, five pieces is nothing. She's like, how many minutes can we get out of this? You know, Rowan, she's, I think we need to get her a peach. She went up after Kenya last week. And I would like to see her in the main credits, opening sequence. But she is like, how many minutes can we get out of five pieces? And they're like, maybe 10 minutes. She's like, okay. And Sheree's like, okay, well, we'll call that a, what did she say? We'll call that a showcase instead of a show or something like that. I was like, this is a big old hot mess. And then also, I know the pieces all came in. Okay, they came in on time. They had the fashion show. Everyone said the fashion show was great. But was anyone else feeling like, that the samples should have been in there like months early because wouldn't you have to see them, see them on the models if there needed to be any alterations, time to make those alterations? I found it so strange that it was like up until the last minute we're waiting for these things. And obviously there was a production bamboozlement, right? Like they were trying to trick us. So maybe they did arrive much sooner in advance. But as an audience member, I'm watching this and I'm like, shouldn't they have been there like a long time ago? And then again, 14 years is just way too long, way too long, way too long. And did they pay Dwight? Did they end up paying him because he was showing up? And I would imagine they wanted him to show up because they're playing that that remix song of his line. And it was a big thing that he showed up and he did that little quick scene with Sheree. And I feel like they probably asked him to come to this thing. And I feel like they would have had to pay him a little bit. I think they paid him. Do you think they paid him? I know he wasn't in confessional. If he's in the confessional, they got to pay him. He wasn't in the confessional, but I still think they probably paid him a stipend. They probably said, come. And Dwight's like, pay me the money. Show me the money. Jerry Maguire style. Anyway, then we cut to Marlo and her mom. There's a lot of funny transitional music, too. It was like, there was this Cardi song. They kept saying, Cardi, Cardi. And early on, there was this song that was like, in, in between the scenes as we were opening, it was like, I work hard. I got the keys to the city. Keys to the city. Da, 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 da. I mean, it wasn't the McDonald's theme, but it was like a da-da-da. <laughs> it wasn't like a ba da ba 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 It was like a da-da-da-da-da, something like that. Anyway, it's interesting transitional music. And uh, I feel bad for Marlo and the mom. They're at, uh, sh- they're shopping because m- the mom's got a flea market, so they go shopping. And it's funny because the store, I know it was like an upscale TJ Maxx. Like, and this is no shade because I love me some TJ Maxx. I'm a Maxinista, you all know that. Not a fashionista, I'm a maxinista. But this was like an upscaler version of it. But it was funny to me because on Housewives, they do this a lot. And I've never known people to do this at a normal place. Like, I never go to a store with a friend and then just say, can you get us some drinks? And then we sit down on the chairs and just start having like a whole scene. (laughs) And it happens on Housewives all the time. Remember when Bethany was at a Home Goods and she started bleeding and it was like they had a whole scene there. But it's funny because I... I shop all the time. I was just at a Home Goods yesterday. And I don't just stop and sit on a chair. I mean, maybe if I was bleeding or something, I understand Bethany doing that. But with Marlo and her mom, it was making me laugh. Like, can you get us a drink? And I was like, I don't think they actually like serve drinks here. This is not a bar. But that, And I know like if you go to a wedding dress shopping or something, they'll have champagne. But this didn't seem like one of those stores where it was like they just have wine chilled for the customers. This was like a one step up from a TJ Maxx. Am I right? Or was it like a much nice, I think it was like one step up from TJ Maxx. One step up. 
I need to go to, you know, I went to Home Goods, you guys. I don't know if you've been following my social media, but I'm trying to find, there's this La Crusette uh, pumpkin Dutch oven that I really want, but it's like $400, okay? And I want it so bad. It's so cute. And I want the orange one. They have like three different colors, but I want the orange one. La Crusette, if you're out there listening, send it my way. Because it's $400. I can't spend, I can't justify $400. And I posted on my social media and everyone was like, go to Home Goods and they have a knockoff. Now, I'm at Home Goods all the time, and I've never seen, at least at my Home Goods, a lot of you out there have a better Home Goods. I'm in the Valley in Los Angeles, California. That's where my Home Goods is. There's also one at LA Airport or Los Angeles LAX Airport. There's one. But I never see the Gord Dutch oven. And I know Target has one, but like they're not, I, the La Crusette's the high quality one. But I still went to the Home Goods to try to find it. I didn't see not anything that was even close to that. And I know people say, and somebody else told me, oh, there was like another brand. What is it called? Stop. Prostitution whore. Stop. I remember that because I remember Teresa Giudice and Danielle Stop from The Real House in New Jersey. But that's another brand where they have, it's a little slightly cheaper, but I want the La Crusette one. Anyway, so I was shopping. And uh, so I know my TJ Maxx, I know my home goods, and they didn't have it. So anyone out there, if you work for La Crusette, you get in my DMs. Get in my DMs. Slide into my DMs. Is that what the youth say? Slide into my DMs because I need that pumpkin gourd Dutch oven for the holiday season. And I will never use it. That's another reason why I can't justify the $400 for the Dutch oven that's shaped like a pumpkin. Because when I'm, I'm going to use it for Thanksgiving, and that's about it. That's about it. I'm going to put it away, and then it's going to take up cupboard space, and Matt's going to probably yell at me about it. So is what it is. By the way, you guys, I've been having a clumsy morning, and... This is a secret between just us girlfriends, so nobody say anything. But I had just gotten, Matt was like telling me not to bring coffee into the bedroom. Because that morning, the one morning last week, I was bringing coffee in the bedroom. And he's like, don't bring it into the bedroom. Like, you, what if you were to spill it on the bed or something? And I was like, you think that I'm so clumsy, I'm just going to spill the coffee. How dare you think that way? Like, of course, I'm careful if I have coffee. Okay, this was just like three days ago. And so this morning, I go down, I get my cup of coffee. And I bring it to the bedroom, and I spill it all over the bed, you guys. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. So then I had to strip the bed, of course. I had to spray and wash the thing. Where Matt was outside, he was, like, doing some yard work or something. And I had to strip the bed and clean it, like, right away. And I had to do the spray and wash, like, real covertly. I was trying to act like, no, I was trying to be invisible. And he comes in, he's like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, just watching, washing the bedding. He's like, didn't you just wash it, wash it a few days ago? And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I just like to keep it clean. But really, in my head, I'm thinking, I just spilled all my fucking coffee over there. Two days after he told me not to have coffee in the bedroom. And I had, I was like so in an uproar when he told me about not having the coffee. In the, I was like, you're not my parent, you know, <laughs> you know, you get in those big fights. And, uh, so then of course, two days later, I spill it. And so now that covertly I'm washing the bedding now and I had just, it's a clumsy day. You know, when you're in one of those clumsy moods, I feel like I just keep falling over, spilling things. Anyway, so as soon as we're done here, I'm going to have to go do the bed real quick. And ho- I pray to God, everyone pray to the Bravo gods that the coffee stains out, because I'm not interested in giving him the satisfaction of knowing that I actually did end up spilling coffee all over the bedding. Okay, I can't do it. So pray, say a silent prayer to our Lord and Savior, Nini Leakes, and uh, let's hope this it gets out. 
Anyway, Marlo and the mom, I feel bad. Marlo says uh, it's revealed that Marlo kicked the mom out of the house that she bought for her because there were drugs in the in the house and they were selling drugs. And I was sad for Marlo. I cried. I cried. Kids need their parents. Kids need a parental figure in their life. It's important. And so, anyway, should we take our break here? Let's take our break, and then we'll come back, and we'll get through the rest of this episode. We have a lot more to talk about. Uh, we'll be right back. Follow me on social media at Danny Pellegrino, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can get signed copies of my book, How Do I Unremember This, at everythingiconic.store. We also still have a few like T-shirts and hats, um, a minimal amount of that stuff, at everythingiconic.store. And we'll be right back. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like, I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. And we're back, girl. Girl? Okay, so then we have Kenya at CVS. She's got 5,000 stores with her Kenny Moore hair care, and all the gals show up, and Drew's in the boot. The gals talk about the fashion show, and it's funny as they're sitting around the CVS being like, well, I guess we're going to see something there. And it's like... (laughs) Their expectations are so low, like literally in the gutter, in the basement, is where their expectations are for Sheree's fashion show, because they're like, well, we're going to see something. Something will be there. And it was like, they don't, they're not even saying they're going to see clothing. They're like, we're going to see something. They're like, she's got five garments, so we'll see something. And then we have Candy and Mama Joyce. Now, they're at OLG, and I was, I'm missing Mama Joyce. I don't know what it was. I felt like so nostalgic. And I don't know if I was just in an emotional mood or what it was. But when I saw Mama Joyce and Candy sit down, I just, I was very emo in this moment because we haven't gotten a lot of Mama Joyce. And we just had that Marlo scene with her mom. And Candy ended up meeting Marlo's mom. And she even felt similarly of like, it made me really appreciate Mama Joyce. And I was just thinking like, Mama Joyce, she's given us so much great TV, eh? And normally on seasons when they give us too much Mama Joyce, then I'm like, it's it's too much. I'm like, get out. Get out right now. But then this season, they barely gave us any Mama Joyce. And so I was missing her so much. And I was thinking, like, how much she gave up to raise Candy. Because they're talking about Candy's trust and, like, where the money's going to go if Candy passes. And, of course, Mama Joyce is like, well, you better give it to me. <laughs> Which like the that was making me laugh. This is it's really dark, but it was like making me laugh that Mama Joyce was like, yeah, well, if you pass, like you're giving me the money, and it was like we're just assuming that your daughter is passing. Uh, but 
she ultimately did give up so much for Candy. I could only imagine in order for Candy to have the career that she's had in the music industry at such a young age with Escape and then when Candy went solo and all of the creative pursuits that Candy's been able to do. And I know Candy has paid Mama Joyce back and she always says, that's my mama. And I love their relationship and I I don't know why. It was all in perspective to me this episode when they sat down. But Mama Joyce says Candy needs to prioritize Riley because... Riley doesn't have uh, the dad around. Of course, she's got Todd, but she says if something happens, you need to prioritize Candy. And Mama Joyce says, if Candy does die, Todd's going to have a woman in the house because you know Mama Joyce hates hates Todd. And so then they were like talking about like if Todd is going to move on, and Candy was saying if he, she doesn't want Todd to move on. And I was thinking like, well, if I die, like would I want Matt to move on? And ultimately, here's what I came up with. Okay, this might change in five minutes, but when I was thinking about if I passed away right now. Would I want someone to move into our house? Would I want Matt to move on? And I do want Matt to move on if something were to happen to me. I would say, yes, find another guy, whatever. But here's my caveat. I would want... (laughs) This is so fucked up, but this is literally what I was thinking. Like, I would want Matt to move on with someone who was, like, very much like me. But I want them to... I want whoever he moved on with to be, like, just a slightly worse version of me, right? Like, so I want him to, like the replacement me to look like me, but like a slightly uglier, right? Like, <laughs> like to have like an extra snaggle tooth or something. I don't know. Like just to like, a, just physically just a little bit uglier, whatever that means. I would want them to act like, I would want them to be like a little bit less funny. So I'd want them to be less funny than me. I want them. I'm tall. I would want them to be a little shorter, like just a little bit worse in every single way. Every single way, I'd want them to be a little bit worse. So yes, he can move on, but I would always want him to think like, oh, Danny is better in that way, right? (laughs) That's that's so fucked up. (laughs) But that's how I feel. That's I wouldn't want. I would actually feel worse. I think though, if he were to move on, like if I was ghost, if I was a ghost and I was like haunting Matt in his new life after I had passed, and I had seen someone who was like total opposite of me, I think that would upset me more. Because then, as a ghost, I'd be thinking, well, like, what the fuck? Did you always want someone total opposite from me? You know, so I would want them to be like me, but just, like, I would want to be haunting them and to see that the replacement version of me was just, like, slightly worse in every way. Does that make sense? You guys get that. You get me. Because I think some people might want the opposite, but I, as a ghost, would be so upset. I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, did you always want this person who's totally opposite from what I was like when I was on? And believe me, I will be haunting I will be haunting whoever's, uh, if Matt outlives me, okay? If he outlives, outlasts, outplays. Uh, isn't that the survivor on CBS tagline? Anyway, if he does, I just uh, hope he knows that I will be ha- I will be floating around the house, okay? I'll be floating around, and I'll be doing whatever I can to, you know, shake the table, or, you know, when you go to those psychic visits or whatever, and they shake the table, or there's, like, a wind or whatever, that will be me. I will be a ghost, and I will be making it known, I'll be doing whatever I can on the other side to haunt the shit out of whoever he replaces me with, okay? And I also, I don't think I would want them not to move on, right? Like, I would want him to find somebody else. I don't want him to have a horrible rest of his life. I just want him to have a slightly less good version of life from when I was around. <laughs> Girl? Oh, well. And it, and it will hurt to watch him move on. It will hurt. And it only hurts when in that case, it'll hurt when I'm not breathing because I'll be a ghost and I'll be watching you move on with this life. Anyway, moving on. 
if could you imagine if Candy though did pass and Mama Joyce was still around, the relationship between Mama Joyce and Todd, whoo, that would be a mess, a mess. Then we see Sheree getting ready for a fashion show. 200 people are going to be there. Rowan found a model agency, so they have good models, not just um, those shitty models that they were interviewing last week. <laughs> they still only have five fashions, though. She keeps saying they only have five pieces, and they're waiting for 19 more. And I'm just like, what is going on? What is going on? Oh, and Apollo shows up. And I here's the thing about Apollo. Phaedra had done an interview and basically said, like, she hopes that Apollo shows up on... Real Houses of Atlanta, because he, she hopes he gets a paycheck, because then it helps the family, right? So obviously, Paolo did get paid. We know that he got paid because he was also in confessionals. He was—they can't just not legally. That's isn't there union rules? I don't know if these are union productions. That's neither here nor there. I'm not someone who claims to know that, but they. Um, let's see. Oh, Tyrone shows up. Ugh. Get out of here, Tyrone. Get out of here. And he's just, even when he showed up with the flowers, I was so pissed at Tyrone when he showed up for those flowers. But it's like, you couldn't show up when she was waiting for you in Philly in that outfit. Okay. It's so dramatic in the outfit. And apparently you were saying, oh, because it was on parole, you couldn't be on camera or making up something. It's all lies. I don't trust him. And even Apollo said, he said, that's not true. And they did note in Apollo's confessional that he's not a legal expert. But Apollo did say that it wouldn't be a parole violation. It is weird that he's in a confessional, Apollo, isn't it, though? Like, what was that? For two episodes, he, he's been in a confessional, but it was like, so weird. What is that? Isn't it weird? Why is he in a confessional? And they showed who his girlfriend is now, and I was thinking, maybe they're setting up for Apollo's girlfriend to be on the show or something. And that's why they have him in confessionals, because they're, like, reintroducing us to Apollo. But, like, of all people on this franchise, is like, he's someone that I really needed to be reintroduced to. I mean, I said last week on the podcast that if somebody does their time, yes, we need to forgive and move on and move forward and whatever. But that doesn't mean I necessarily, like, need Apollo on this show. Like, I don't think he ever really brought a whole ton to the program that I need him in confessionals. So it was, like, so weird to me. I, was, I mean, he's a gorgeous-looking man, so I guess it's fun to look at. But it was just, why did they have him in a confessional? I would have so much rather seen Dwight in a confessional. Or literally anyone else. I mean, I always have this fantasy of Married to Medicine fully crossing over with Atlanta, where they have a housewife. I I kept thinking Quad would have been a great Atlanta housewife. That one season when they demoted Quad, fortunately for us, they realized that demoting Quad was a bad move for the show. And so they re-upped her to full-time status. But when she was in that space of Married to Medicine where she was just a friend, I was like, we need to get Quad over in Atlanta. And I I have this fantasy of them doing that where it's like one of the guests, Dr. Jackie, always shows up in Atlanta. And ultimately, I don't want her to leave Married to Medicine because I love my Married to Medicine cast. But I keep hoping maybe they'd give a confessional. If they're giving Apollo a confessional, it's like, give Dwight a confessional, give Quad, give Dr. Jackie I mean, come on. So then we have that scene at Lay Archive with Marlo and her mom and Candy. Marlo apologized to Candy, although it seems like at the reunion they don't really make up. But Candy shows up and gets to meet the mom. And it was funny to me that they were serving. Did anyone catch this? Okay. Am I, was this just a, is this an, maybe this is an Atlanta cuisine or something that I'm not familiar with, but they did uh, have Philly cheesesteaks for lunch and then also salmon. And I was just thinking the logistics of that. Are there a lot of places that just serve both Philly cheesesteaks and a salmon? 
And at first I thought it was like a salmon sandwich. It was, I, I don't know. Was I just, was I crazy? I thought, all I could think about this whole scene. And I know it was like a pretty intense thing. They were talking about like the mom and when she did drugs in front of Marlo. And it was like all this like really intense familial stuff. And I was just thinking, where do you get a Philly cheesesteak and some salmon? But who cares? I know you don't care. <laughs> That's all I think about sometimes on these shows. Yeah, there's always these intense scenes. And because we watch Housewives for so many years, we're, I'm like numb to the intense scenes of the familial drama. And so I'm just focusing on the cheesesteak that they're eating and how they got the salmon and the cheesesteak. I mean, maybe they order from two different places. Or Postmates, I know you could order from one place and another. And maybe production, I imagine on production, they ask you, what do you want to eat for lunch? And so maybe Marlo's like, I want I want a Philly cheesesteak and my mom wants some salmon. But at first I thought it was like a salmon cheesesteak sandwich. And I was like, what's that? Maybe that's a thing. I don't eat seafood, so I'm not, don't take my word. You know, I don't don't know a lot of seafood. I'm I'm a dummy when it comes to that. You guys are going to be in my DMs and be like, duh, Danny, there's a salmon sandwich that's so popular. How could you have never had a salmon sandwich before? And I just have not had a salmon sandwich. I don't know a lot of salmon stuff. Other than uh, Shannon Bedore on Real Houses of Orange County's cream cheese salmon that she sold frozen, which is so fucking gross. And she sold it. I mean, frozen food you should not buy from QVC. You know, I love my friends at QVC. I just had a big QVC mix-up, okay? Because I do... I This is actually a good public service announcement because you know how I feel about the philosophy, the brand philosophy, their body wash. They do the seasonal holiday body washes, right? I love... I'm obsessed with it. They do a gingerbread body wash. They do... And I like to fill the guest bathrooms, and I like to have in my own bathroom, my shower, the seasonal body washes when it comes to holiday season time. However, if you order from Philosophy, this is a very frustrating thing. They get you the small bottles, and it's got the cap that's not a pump cap. It's just an opening cap. And so you either have to buy your own pump for those little bottles of the holiday body wash, or I found a hack, and the hack is that QVC sells the big bottles of this. So the other day, I was like, oh, I better order my seasonal body wash from Philosophy. So I go to the website. It wasn't out on the Philosophy website yet, but QVC had the big pump bottles available. And so I go on, and I was so pissed because half of them were sold out. I was able to get the candy cane one. But, uh, or was it the, there's like a couple different peppermint ones. I bought the, I think I got the candy cane one. Anyway, I was able to get the big bottle of that, but I wanted the gingerbread for the guest bathroom for the holiday season. And they were sold out. I was pissed. But... You're someone like me that likes those holiday body washes. And I don't think they're necessarily like good for you, right? Like, so don't, I, there might be like parabens or like some shit in it. I don't know. That's not the point. They smell good. And I like rubbing in my body when it's holiday season time. So, uh, you can get them from QVC though. So that's a little hack for you. If you're someone who likes those philosophy ones, go to the QVC website. Hopefully they'll have more very soon, but right now they were sold out of some of them and I was pissed. I like the, there's a pumpkin one too I wanted for Halloween time. And I couldn't get it anywhere. I was so pissed. Oh, so my point is, QVC had on file my old, old address. So when it was delivered, it was sent to an apartment that I no longer have access to. And I didn't realize it until it got there. So then I had to contact QVC. They have to resend the order. And so now by the time I get it, the holidays are probably going to be over. I mean, I know we're only in September, so probably, probably still have some time. But I like to celebrate early. And so I need that to get to me. 
which, by the way, I don't know if you get the seasonal ones, but the label has recipes on some of them. So like the gingerbread body wash, it has like a gingerbread cookie recipe on the front of the label. And when I first started using the philosophy of body washes, I thought that meant you could eat them, which I didn't eat them. Okay, I just want to point out I didn't. But I grew up in the era of Jessica Simpson's lickable, kissable body products. Remember when she had that line? So I assumed that's what these philosophy body washes were. And I remember thinking, like, how weird would it be if somebody's just chugging a philosophy gingerbread body wash as if it was hot cocoa in the holiday season? <laughs> and then my, my uh, friend was like, Danny, they're not edible. That's just part of, like, the marketing, I suppose, or something. But yeah, I always thought, like, the... Anyway... <laughs> I'm a dummy. It's neither here nor there. The point is you can get the big bottles from QVC and you don't buy them from Amazon because they would be the expired ones. You know, you got to be careful what you buy from Amazon. Get something expired or you get some snacks on there with mesh wiring in them. You know, you got to be careful what you buy on Amazon. Anyway, what are we talking about? Oh, the day of the fashion show. We see a model with the camel toe. Sheree's like, what did they sew you that camel toe in there? Like, what the fuck is going on? And then... <laughs> Sheree says, this is now or never, this is do or die. It's a 14-year-old brand name, household name, with nothing to show for it. So she said, this is it. This is it. Then all the people are showing up, and we see timestamps. So we see, they're trying to make us seem like, oh, the fashion show's not going off on time. And so they keep showing us a time, an hour later, hour and a half later, whatever. Ultimately, I think that was a big lie, too. I think they were tricking us. I think it all went according to schedule, but they were like, we got to have some drama for the finale. Uh, but we do see all sorts of people. We saw, let's see, who was there? Monietta showed up. Every single week, Monietta showed up. They showed her, they put her on the screen, and I was like, who's that? And every week, I feel bad once I realize it's Monietta, who we've been introduced to this whole season. She's a friend of, and yet I'm looking. And, and Fatoum shows up, too, which it kind of was weird to me. Like a lot of these storylines I was realizing, like didn't really get wrapped up. Like the Fatoum Drew stuff was introduced and I feel like there was no resolution or closure to any of the Fatoum and Drew stuff. So what's the tea there? Anyway, I think was Deshaun Snow there, Bob Whitfield, Tammy was there. Tammy, Tammy. Remember Tammy from a few years ago? Tammy was there. Remember Tammy was like, there was that one footage of Tammy. I remember she had to go to the doctor or something on a cast trip. I mean, Tammy, I couldn't believe I saw Tammy. And we're going through these people so quickly. And it's like, we're spending time with Tyrone, but not Tammy. And I'm like, Tyrone needs to get out of there. Get out of right now. And we need to mic up Tammy. Who was in charge of not miking up Tammy? Like, we needed to get her in front of the red light. And I just saw her quickly on the red carpet. I'm like, I need a uh, SOS on Tammy. Like, what's been going on in her life? And meanwhile, Tyrone shows up with those Publix flowers, which were $19, and then she gives the mom, Thelma, $14.99 flowers, and they put that on screen. It was so shady, but I loved it. And I just hate him. And I was glad Sheree said, no, uh uh-uh, she's done. And apparently, according to the reunion, she's got a new boo that she's with. And I'm excited to know about this new man. They say she's got a good dick, and he's been uh, getting it to Sheree good. So I don't know who this is. I have not seen in the blogs who this new man Sheree is dating, but I'm happy for it because she... If anyone deserves it, she deserves it. So then this is when Dwight arrives and they remix his one line from a hundred years ago. And then Dr. Jack Peter, Peter is there with his pants unzipped and he, we don't even find out anything. Lisa Nicole's there too, by the way. Lisa Nicole from Married to Medicine is there too. I mean, uh, and they keep showing Dwight and he's like, this is crazy. I'm ready to go. And they were doing a little too much. I was thinking like they told him to say that, told him to say it. 
And uh, so then the fashion show sh- starts and their leggings and workout and Candy's like, we got joggers. They're all so excited to just see some joggers. Kenya was turned on by one of the hot male models. I was happy. I hope she went home with them. Like, I would, it would good for her. Uh, there's all 24 pieces. Shrey walks out in slow motion. And she, didn't even see when Shrey was walking out. And she was the slowest I've ever seen anyone move. It was like, <laughs> I've never seen someone walk so slowly. And I know she was taking it all in and looking around. But it was like, I thought they at first did slow motion effect. And it was just how fast she was walking out. And they had all these sparklers going. I was like, the sparklers are going to blow up by the time Shrey makes it to the end of the catwalk. Like, what is going on? And then Shrey gives this speech of like, don't give up, keep pushing. Like, I, hopefully this is inspiring. And I was like, I don't think that maybe you should have kept pushing because this is 14 plus years. And at a certain point, maybe you should have given up because I don't know if that's really what you should teach people. Like, keep going for 14 years. It seemed like maybe misguided. Am I wrong? I mean, sure, I'm happy. I'm happy for Shrey, though. I am thrilled that she finally got this up and running. I'm going to order some. As soon as we're done here, I'm going to go to the website and order some. And Tyrone wants to talk to her after the fashion show, but Trey's feeling herself. She's like, no, no, I'm not going to do it. And they're all proud. The other women are proud. And then women runway so that the Bravo editors have some footage to do the freeze frame and catch us up to what happened after the season wrapped. Sonia removed her IUD. They put a little bup bup on screen, which is Sonia's catchphrase, I suppose. In Candy, she has not finalized the trust. She's producing a play with Samuel L. Jackson, trying to get that EGOT. Trying to get that, I hope she gets the EGOT. Drew's working on the fitness in the marriage. She hasn't read Ralph's book, which is due any day now, it says on the screen, which is, that's not a due date. date. Like, give me an exact due date. When's the book coming out? And why hasn't Drew read it? Like, what is going on with this book? And then Marlo's Breaking Edges, or I'm sorry, (laughs) Marlo's Breaking Ground. And they also wrote on the screen that her edges are flourishing. So that's good. And then uh, Kenya and Brooklyn. Brooklyn is so adorable. They showed Brooklyn earlier one to wear the dress that Kenya was going to wear to the fashion show. Ah, oh, that girl is so cute. Girl? Love her. Love her. But uh, Kenya and Brooklyn went twirling through Europe, so that was nice. Sheree, it says people can finally order she by Sheree. She's got a new boo. Oh, and it's a visible jogger line is what she's calling it. Visible jogger line. And they're playing this fashion show with no fashion remix. That's the end of the episode. The reunion, we have birds, we have Shrey versus Candy. Shrey says uh, she hasn't had her booty done. Marlo, it's revealed her real name is Latoya Hutchinson. They're leaning into the comedy. Candy versus Marlo, strange seating charts. I'm excited to watch. Uh, As always, I just want to remind you, we don't normally recap the reunions here on Everything Iconic. Every once in a while, we make an exception, but this is probably it for Atlanta. I mean, we'll touch down. We'll touch down a little bit, but we're moving forward to Salt Lake City Housewives, Potomac coming up very soon. And so I won't be doing full recaps of the reunion, but we'll be touching ground. Don't worry. We will sort of, I'll be watching. I'll be watching. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic. A North American company that 
thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. That's the end. This is the end of the road for Atlanta House Size. Ultimately, I think this was a transitional year. I think this was a rebuilding year. I loved it, but it wasn't one that I think I'll go back to and watch all the time, if I'm being completely honest with you. I don't think there was anything super incredibly memorable that happened this year, but every week I was consistently enjoying it. And I think that's good in this new era of Housewives when there's all these crazy things happening with the law. We got Bamboozle Jane and we got Jen Shah and all this shilegal drama. And it's like, I think that we need to realize that not every season is going to be that. And so as long as we get something that's consistently good that I'm enjoying each week watching for an hour, I think we're in a good spot. Whereas on something like Southern Charm where I'm watching... Uh, did you guys see that Friendsgiving episode of Southern Charm? And what was that? They didn't even... What's going on with the cast over there? I just need to rant about this for a second. So sit tight, little bear. Pull over if you're driving. Turn this off if you're not interested. But what the fuck is going on there? The casting makes no fucking sense to me. Because we got Marcy, which in the coming attractions for next week, we see Marcy Shep's cousin. And I hate to harp on Marcy Shep's cousin because she seems like a nice gal and I don't want to be someone who's only talking about this. But my main problem is like we don't even really know her. And what is she doing? And then next week we're seeing her like exercise. And it's like, I don't even know who this woman is. They've never taken the time to really explain much about this person. She just keeps showing up at cast trips. And then we get a little interlude of her exercising. And it's like, I don't have any connection. They haven't, uh, they haven't gotten the audience to have any emotional connection to this woman. And then Vanita is a main cast member, but then they don't even invite Vanita to the Friendsgiving at Austin's house. It's like, what the fuck? And then Madison is the most interesting person on the show, whether you like her or not. And they just don't even have her on the show anymore. She's not invited to the Friendsgiving because it's at Austin's house. So who's in the cast? Who's not in the cast? It's so bizarre. And then all these other people, the what, what are their names? Olivia and Taylor, these women. It's like... I, 
they're trying to pretend that Taylor and Austin have a relationship. They never had a relationship. They just had a loose connection to Austin. Try wanted to bring her on the show, but then she's flopped out so hard, fizzled out. There's nothing happening. And then Olivia, two Shep's girl, girlfriend or whatever is that Olivia? One of the, whoever Shep's girlfriend is, so plain and bland and seems like a nice gal, but not someone who's made for television. The idea that these people are getting on television, the bar is in the gutter, in the toilet. I don't, aren't we doing chemistry reads? And I know she had a relationship with Shep, but you could still keep that off camera. If they're boring, we don't need to see them on camera. There's certain people that are good for TV. I'm sorry, but Madison is someone who's a television presence. Again, whether you like her or not, she's at least a television presence. And yet we have these other people who they're showing more, which I'm like, they have no charisma, nothing. There's like, it's like, and again, that's no shade to them because not everyone should be on TV. I get it. That's a perfectly wonderful, normal thing. They're gorgeous women, but not necessarily women who are dynamically made for television. And then we have scenes with the Whitney and Patricia. But then it's like, why do we have a scene of them being invited to this Friendsgiving, but then they don't go to the Friendsgiving? And I don't know. It's such a mess. It's like such a mess. But I can't tell who's in the cast and who's not. And then we get to the Friendsgiving, and it's like they hype up this Naomi Page thing, and then that just sort of fizzled out. And I love me some Page, and I love Naomi, and I actually think they're good friends, but I think this whole thing was manufactured for the show, and it's like so boring. Uh, it's, and then Catherine's there sometimes and not there most days. And I'm like, is she in the cast or is she not? Obviously they're trying to phase her out, but then I think they started to phase her out and they were like, Oh, we don't have anyone else to place. We, no one else is dynamic on camera. So I guess we'll keep her around. But then it's weird. It's like, I don't know. It's like, it's just, I feel like it's such a mess. It's such a mess. And I, I don't, it's my own fault for keep watching it. And I, every week I get on the show and complain about it, but I just don't even get it. Like I'm watching it. I'm like, production wise, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, and I'm like, did, did Bravo watch the cuts of these episodes? Like, did anyone watch them? I, I nor, you know, we see Andy on his social media. He's always saying he's watching these house size and he's giving notes and stuff. And by the way, no tagging. I just have to remind everyone because it's been happening more and more lately where I say something on the show and then you tag them online on a tweet or something. I'm like, no tagging the Bravo celebrities. This is a safe space for us to talk about our complaints. Anyway, like I know that producers and stuff watched the cuts of these episodes. Did no one watch it and say, like, this cast isn't making any fucking sense? And what are we doing here? What are we doing? What are we doing? Get out right now. Anyway, who cares? But who cares? That's the end of the episode. Again, uh, final thoughts on Atlanta. Good season. I'd rate it like a, a B. I'd give it like a B. B minus, maybe. I don't know if I'd give it... I definitely wouldn't give it a C. Definitely wouldn't give it an A. I'd give it a B minus, which is actually a really good grade. I liked it a lot. So this is that's no shade. It's just... I, I don't know if I'll be going back to it a bunch. I enjoyed it, though. Okay. That's it. Should we do our cheese little cool down? Have a little breather? Let's take a deep breath in. Let's hold it, baby. Let's hold it, girl. Girl? Breathe out. Let's take one more deep breath in. And hold it. And it only hurts when I'm breathing. Breathe out. <laughs> I shouldn't be allowed the soundboard. Somebody needs to take it away. I know you guys are going to get tired of it. Seems like everyone likes it right now, but I feel like it's only a matter of time before I over-rely on it. And so... Believe me, I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. Did I say breathe out? Unclear. 
Anyway, I love you all so much for listening. Stay safe. We'll be back later this week with Beverly Hills. And then next week, I got a Selling the OC recap coming your way, baby. We also have a great interview coming this week, which I'm so excited to share with you. Uh, But thank you all so much for listening. Please subscribe and follow the podcast wherever you listen to get the new episodes. Also really helps out the podcast. So if you listen on Apple, hit subscribe. Or if you listen on Spotify, click the follow button. It's really super important. And thank you. Love you. Bye-bye.